0: This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. This is the second part of a two-part episode, so make sure you go back and listen to part one first. Welcome to Nursing in America. I am your host, Tanya Friedman, chief executive officer here at Kinetics USA. I've invited Luciana De Silva to be the guest host for a few episodes. She'll be speaking with nurses now living in America to figure out what life is really like. Enjoy.
1: Today I'm speaking to Jovic. He's known from a successful YouTube channel as Nurse Juan. He's from Sampaga City, a small city in the Philippines and now lives and works in Kentucky. You were talking about insurance, as you had mentioned, your car insurance. There's lots of insurance here in the United States, particularly um, the health insurance. What did you learn about health insurance What in the United States? What advice can you give? Because here is very different than the rest of the world and how we do it. What, what, did, you, what did you learn and what advice can you give people coming here?
2: It's a really a long discussion and I actually did a video for that because there's a lot of things you really have to consider. <laughs> uh, one thing is, if you're like me, under like a staffing agency, they don't give you the benefits that the hospital they're giving for the particular insurance, health insurance, I mean. Uh, like for us, they gave us three options, like A, B, and C with different deductibles. It's like one thousand, three thousand, and five thousand dollars 3000 and dollars So... The cheapest out of them is the five thousand deductible. And for me, being a new nurse here in the U.S., I didn't know what those terms mean, like what deductible is, what copay is, what uh, co-insurance is. So for me, it's like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to choose. So I ended up just getting the cheapest one. And and honestly, after doing that, it's like oh, I have to pay five thousand dollars if I get admitted. It's like Oh, Oh, five thousand is really a big chunk of money for me. So even when I got sick here, when I had a COVID back home, um, when I had a COVID, I actually painted here, and when I went to the bed, I was thinking about uh, insurance a deductible. I have to pay five thousand dollars, so I don't want to go to the hospital. <laughs> so if I went, if I went to like uh, like direct agency, they offer you the, um, the better benefits for health insurance. Do You have to pay like only like $100 for it. And I think you don't really have to pay much deductible. So which is really a good thing. And that's one, one of the things also that I really have to emphasize that insurance from getting like direct agency, they really offer better. Much, much better than what I got. Uh, insurance here is not free. You have to pay that monthly. Back home or back in Singapore, insurance like is really part of your... I don't know if it's like a requirement for your particular work area. Like in Singapore, I don't have to pay anything. Even in the Philippines, I don't have to pay anything for that. So everything is like covered by my uh, hospital. So if I need to go to the hospital, I just go to the hospital and present my card. So that's it. And you barely have to pay. You have to pay, pay anything. Everything is covered. Here, like I said, you have, it depends on the kind of insurance that you chose. If you have to, if you chose like a 5000 deductible and you have to be admitted, then you have to pay $5,000 if your bill really uh, reaches that point or more. And most of the time, it will definitely reach more than $5,000. Then you have to pay like 30% and like particular services. There's like a particular percentage that you have to pay, which which is really something weird for us back in Philippines and Singapore. So like never expect that. So even my computation, when I... When I get my offer of $20. I didn't expect that I had to pay particularly for that particularly. As I didn't expect I have to pay for that particular site. So that's one of the things that like really caught me off guard.
1: I can only understand that because it, even for Americans that grew up with this system, we still don't know. <laughs> so many don't. And it's and it's really unfortunate <laughs> because so many people just go broke because they can't get the health get the care that they need. And, you know, I'm sure that there are also major differences between um, the healthcare care industry and system overall in the Philippines versus the United States, like clinically speaking, as far as your job goes. Can you tell me a little bit about those differences that you really noticed?
2: Like for being a nurse, uh, being a nurse here in versus in the Philippines is really, really different. Back in the Philippines, you usually you do routines, like give medications, do the vital science work. Um, most of the time, you do everything what the doctor says, like whatever the order is. Thinking, like thinking for yourself, is like maybe you do, but not as much as doing it here. Here in the U.S., you really have to be like uh, independent. You have to do things, think for yourself, think about the patients. It's like you're doing the doctor's job in a, in a way. And you actually, you actually do some of the works that we, the doctors do back in the Philippines. We do it here in the U.S. For example, we can order some particular medications. If the patient's um, electrolytes are quite low, you don't have to wait for the doctor for them to order those medications. If they have a protocol, uh, the nurses can order those things. So we'll be the one to administer it without the need for the doctor's consent. And assessment-wise, uh, for example, in the Philippines. We do the assessment, but not as thorough here. For example, even as simple as using a stethoscope, we rarely use a stethoscope to hear the or auscultate the lungs back in the Philippines. I I myself I rarely do that, but here in the U.S. I do it every day, every day, every shift for every patient in here, in order for me to really take care of them. And scale-wise, I really like. Upgrade myself for that because I was able to learn, which is a good thing. And I really encourage, if for those Filipino nurses or uh, foreign nurses back in the Philippines or in Singapore, that's one of the things you really have to practice even before coming to the US because a lot of things can happen without you doing that particular assessment, especially here in the US, that a lot of cases were in just like fluid retention, like congestive heart failure, uh, those people with really having issues with. Diuretics or removing fluids from the body, so that's really common here. Um, What else? Oh, the culture. The culture here is really, really different, which I really like. (laughs) Uh, Back in the Philippines, everything. If you're a nurse, you'll be a meanie, like a mean person. (laughs) It's like you're being mean person for your colleagues, for doctors or colleagues. You'll be like questioning, questioning everything that you do. Is like, are you doing is correct? Did you do this? Did you do that? Are you sure? Something like that. <laughs> so that's how like a particular, even uh, even some of the nurses are considering like we have like a bully system back in the Philippines. And it is it is true. It is true that's how like our system is like, uh, in order for you to train, you have to be really efficient. And your seniors really have to push you. Push to the point where you really have to be on their, on their level to be able to function. And which is actually unsafe. Really unsafe. Uh, which I only learned when I arrived here in the US. Here in the US, the nurses here is like uh, really accommodating, accommodating and really nurturing you. They won't really like degrade you or do you do let you do things that are not like part of your scope. If ever you feel in trouble or like you feel you're having trouble, you can just call them. They will help you. That's like the culture here. They won't like, they won't like back in the homes, like you have to move faster, you're too slow. Something like that. They will they will tell you that it's like, uh, you're not doing it properly. You're too slow, and it's because you're inefficient. It's not because you're new. Uh, and it's sorry. It's and it's for a new nurse back in the Philippines. It's really degrading for to he, to hear someone, uh, to hear someone say that to you, especially in the times where you're giving your best and you can't cope up because with the number of patients, number of cases, and I don't know. The environment. the environment the environment is really different so here um if i'm really overwhelmed this need to call them I tell them i'm having trouble and they will help me and they won't give me the kind of patients that they're giving back in the philippines where i mean based on the number here i have a limit uh, maybe the maximum i can get maybe it's like 8 or 10 patients here which is which is a good thing for me here in the us because it's actually a good number uh even for other nurses they say it's an unsafe should be around five to six. If I get more than that, other nurses here, they said, I will walk out. If you give me 10 patients, I will walk out, I'll clock out, and leave. (laughs) That's how the nurses here. And I wish I could do that back in the Philippines. Because in the Philippines, if they give you 10, it's like, take it. Take it or leave it. Or leave it, get out of here. Something like that. So, and you're going to lose your job. And, uh, contract-wise, in the Philippines as a nurse, you don't really base your work um, your like scope of work based on your contract. If you they don't really specify as much as the what we're doing here in the US. Example, here in the US you'll be in the contract it says like you'd be taking like seven to ten patients maximum. So that's the maximum. In the Philippines, no, they will give whatever they want. Uh, even my wife before she was able to take care of, I think 50 patients, 50 patients for her, something like that. And it's really common, common for public hospital nurses there. You will take care of these kind of patients with this kind of number, despite the despite the, this? the case of a patient. So that's really a big difference.
1: Yeah. Did you have to deal with things like racism from either people in the hospital oh. or patients? Because that's unfortunately very common as well. Honestly, I was expecting
2: that I will experience like uh, racism like what I see in news. Uh, like you know those, those rude people but thankfully I never experienced that being here in this particular state in Kentucky people here are really really nice they're really respectful and they're really accommodating that's what that's one of the things I really love about staying here even my patients even my patients are really really good they're not like back in the Philippines, in, they're really demanding, they will ask you a lot of things, like, and they want it like pronto and everything. Here, no, they will understand you. They know that what you're doing is hard, and they understand that what we're doing is difficult and not, it's not as easy. Uh, Racism wise, I never experienced uh, any bland experience. Maybe a little things, a little things like maybe, uh, how to say this, like someone who's like, um, I'm from the Philippines, uh, like, a Sorry, like, I'm from the Philippines. Um, they met Joe, said Oh, I know someone from the Philippines. Do you know someone this? Yes. Or something like, oh, I love rice also. They would say, me. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. So, yes. And then, like, I'm, uh, or sometimes, oh, I have, I know someone from Vietnam. Do you know him? Okay. <laughs> so, those kind of pet things, which I don't think, I really don't consider, like, Crazy, but it's like I don't know it's like just finding about the uh, cultural difference, I especially the rice. The rice has been like maybe five, five or six people. It's like, okay.
1: my parents are from Brazil and they immigrated here to the United States mm-hmm. to work in healthcare. And when they would say we're from Brazil, people would just assume that they grew up in the jungle, <laughs> and they just had to tell. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yes, yes, uh, yes. That's true. Even back in back in here, they would ask me like they were thinking like I was staying in a place where in no internet, no Wi-Fi, and everything those things. So they were really thinking I'm from like a rural place, like a really poor country. I uh, I said if I'm comparing my city here in the here in the Kentucky versus my place in like in Manila, we have a lot more things there. (laughs) A lot more, a lot more things. There's like more more
1: upgraded
0: things. Absolutely. So, uh, there's a, it is, it is like a B, busy, busy city. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com. Forward slash application. On with the show.
1: So you know, staying on the culture thing, you are in Kentucky. Um, tell me, what is your favorite slang that you've learned?
2: Slang, maybe like they will greet. Like they will greet sometimes. Like howdy, howdy. I like that. I like hearing that. Howdy, howdy, everyone. <laughs> or, or like y'all you all need to do something. It's like, I don't know, I like to hear those kind of words, like uh, their own set of slangs here. It's like, oh, okay. I
1: like their... <laughs> they go like, Lord uh, But that's us. one of <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: uh, They have like a lot of, if especially the elderly people here, they have certain slangs that they normally use and expect you to understand them. Uh, for example, I think, like yonder, you know what yonder means? Yonder is like for them, it's like they're pointing over there. It's like I only knew about it after like staying here for six months listening to that. Like yonder, it's like, what's yonder? <laughs> I didn't understand them what, what it means actually.
1: Over there. So
2: there are a lot more words. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. And so the, you came with your family, correct? I came with my wife. Okay. And what, what was this transition like for her in terms of finding a job and, and you know, her settling here too? Okay. Um,
2: here in a particular state, it's kind of like a rural, rural area. So having a work is really hard unless you're part of the medical field. Unfortunately for my wife, she was not able to get the NCLEX yet back home. So when she came up here, she tried applying a lot of things through the internet, through like maybe phone uh, phone work. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. It wasn't as easy at, as we think it would be. Then working, but she had a lot. She had a lot of options. Like working, if you wanted to, like she would work in Walmart. She would work in like a big lads and those kind of or like a restaurant. She could work on those things if she wanted to. Uh, but. She preferred to work in a medical uh, field. So what we did is she worked as like a sitter. That's what was uh, available back in the hospital. She worked as like a sitter, PRN, and we, we which worked for us because she didn't really have to work like continuously. We, she actually stays at home, takes care of me, like cook food for us, cleans the house. So she didn't really have to work, but she still wanted to get some Income a little bit until she could get her NFlex. So for her, uh, she had to take the NFlex here, and because of the pandemic, it caused a lot of delays—delays delays for the documents and processing and everything. So for now, she got she she's applying for a particular hospital, and we're just waiting for her to be able to start working. And she definitely won't have the same rate as mine. <laughs>
1: That's that's wonderful that, that she's actually like that, that she was able to take the NCLEX and, and do putting all of that together and, and making her life mm. here as well. How long have you been in the United States? When did you come?
2: Um, I arrived April 6th. No, no, sorry. April, May, June, July.
1: <laughs> July 16th. I arrived
2: here July 16th, 2019. I've been here for almost two years now.
1: Okay, so then you came before the pandemic.
2: Yes, before the pandemic. A few months, a few months before the pandemic.
1: And what has it been like working in a hospital during this time? Um,
2: for me, it's really something new. i never seen this kind of problem in back by working tenure as a nurse. So, like, there's one time where I think a- there's, like, 14 people who died under my care or under our care in our unit. Uh, within one month which is really something new for me because for me um, for my 10 year period or more I think I could only count how many people died in my hands and most of them died because of maybe like a DNR or like terminal cases but these people who died because of the COVID like seeing them die is like an instant it's like like a big blow for us so it's really not common Um, especially the younger ones uh, which we never expected that they will like die And that's the thing with the COVID because you will never know. Sometimes some of the patients who are about to be discharged, they ended up dying maybe during that day because of particular clats, uh, especially in the heart or maybe like on the lungs or ending up going to the ICU and eventually passing on after which. So which is really, which is really an eye opener for me. It's like life can be, can go as quick as that. But, Now it's getting better. It's definitely getting better with having the vaccine. The cases are going down and we're having milder cases because of the vaccine also. So which is a really good thing. And I'm really looking forward to getting over this COVID phase. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to traveling again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, speaking of traveling, have you been able to see much of the United States at all? Have you done any traveling? All right, where was your favorite place?
2: uh, uh, definitely, I went to Tennessee. Tennessee is the best place for me to go. Uh, we went there, I think, twice or three times. The first time we went there, we went to do a ski. Like a like a ski thing, uh, like, you know, the snow, like ski. So that's the first time for us to do like a ski and experience really uh, like a thick snow and everything. So that's the first thing for me. I really enjoyed doing that. And it was tiring. <laughs> It wasn't as it wasn't as like easy as I think it was, and I had to fall out a lot of times before I could really like like do what I see in TV, <laughs> just to get the just to get the clip that I want. Like I know I just ski, <laughs> so I had to fall out a lot of times. And also, there's one park in Tennessee in uh, Pigeon Forge. Uh, there's like a lot like, a lot of amusement parks there, and it was really nice. And it was called. And the ambience was really perfect. It was a time before the COVID hit. So it was a good place to to get along. And I really enjoyed. Unfortunately, uh, because of COVID, we can't do much travel anymore. Uh, But even before that, I even went to Pennsylvania and New York. Where else did we go? Um, I think I went to Ohio. But most of the thing that really struck me most is maybe it's Pennsylvania and... Oh, sorry. It's Tennessee. Definitely. Tennessee is like the best place for me to uh, to go and enjoy myself. Like really have like a vacation, mini vacation.
1: My uh, parents live in East Tennessee, actually in Johnson oh. City, so it's like uh, an hour, fifteen minutes north of Pigeon Forge, and that's where Dollywood is. Yeah, yes, the, the amusement park there from Dolly Parton.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we weren't able to go there because at that time it was closed. I don't know why they were closed at that time. So we were planning to go back then. But COVID, so <laughs> we have to wait for everything to finish first.
1: Okay. Well, do. I have one last question for you. Is that if you could give advice to a nurse that's coming to the United States, they're nervous, they don't know what to expect, if you could give one piece of advice, what would that be?
2: Um, definitely do your research. That's the best thing you can do in order for you to prepare. Uh, Research is everything. Like watch a lot of videos, a lot of information, get through YouTube. They can really be helpful. Uh, Even the smallest things you can find, especially for someone new in a foreign land, these things are really stressful. So getting first-hand information from people who are already here would really ease the transition for you. And getting tips from them will definitely make your life
1: better coming to the U.S. Wonderful. Well, do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, I think that's it. <laughs> uh, for a new beginner, watch my blog. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Plug your show. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for your time. It was lovely to speak with you and thank you for sharing your story with me. And I know that it's going to be really, really powerful for anybody that that hears it. and be helpful too. Thank you so much.
2: You're welcome. I'm happy to be able to help anyone, <laughs> especially yeah. someone who uh, we had the same experience with me. So I don't want them to experience whatever I experienced. So I want them to, be- I want them to have a better better transition.
1: Exactly. And, and you already are. So thank you again. Nice talking with you. You too. Bye-bye.
0: If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and hit the follow button on your podcast player and leave us a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work here in the USA. We offer direct hire, meaning you will be sponsored and hired directly by American healthcare facilities. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for more incredible conversations.